Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 145 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and today we're going to talk about paying attention to what's happening now. Right. And, For example, uh, Mark Vila is podcasting from outdoors today. I am. I am. Well, that's, so that's happening now. That is happening right now, and uh, the weather's pretty nice out here. You know, we're in Florida, and it's in November, so I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt, um, and my dog's out here. Yeah, so okay. uh, if there's a dog bark, maybe we'll pause the episode, maybe it'll be okay. Okay. And, and like always, I am, uh, no matter where I am, I'm always wearing a cold SC shirt with roll up sleeves. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is the only thing I ever wear 24 seven. So it is, it's true. It's true. I actually saw you on a Saturday wearing yeah. this at home yeah. depot. I don't, I don't understand. There you go. That's okay. <laughs> so, um, I'm glad we're talking about this episode and by the way, so I don't know when you're going to be listening to this episode, right? This is not topical of now. So this does not mean we're talking about anything to do with um, 2020 at, in general or elections or anything like that. What we're talking about now is we're talking about the now of your business. Yeah. And so, so hopefully what I suspect from our notes is this is going to be a really great evergreen episode that you can listen to again next year to make 2022 better. Yeah, at, at, at any time, because because yeah. that's the name of the episode is to pay attention to what's happening now. Yeah. Not like the TV show, What's Happening Now, which was great. <laughs> but that's because it was a sequel to What's Happening. Yeah. What's Happening was awesome. What's Happening Now was, was still good. So um, really kind of, uh, I thought about this idea um, a few weeks ago when we started kind of brainstorming about what we are going to do at the podcast to help you guys mm. get ready for next year. Yeah. So this, this is kind of what, what brought the conversation up and is it too early or are you going to be in the mood to, to do prep work? Because for a lot of you, this is the busiest time of year. Yeah. Uh, the fourth quarter is generally busy for custom apparel um, and customization business in general. And uh, it's obvious there are, um, all types of things going on. There's corporate gifts, there may be parties, there's there's uh, presents that people are giving to each other that are customized. Uh, there is just a million things typically in the gift giving world yep. that people are giving things and um, people are having parties, people are having events, they're rewarding employees, employee rewards, uh, awards. So there's plenty of things going on now and it's usually busy for you. So I'm um, hopefully in that little list that I've given you, if you're not doing any of those, you're thinking about them, but yeah, that's right. And if, um, you're, if this is not your busiest time of year, then maybe you should think about some of those markets that, that Mark just rattled off. Absolutely. Yeah. If you want to, um, if you embrace this as your vacation time, because you have a summer business, then um, great. I'm glad you can, uh, you can do that. Uh, but if this is a slower time for you, then this is another way to think about what's happening now. So I think that this episode covers um, a lot of that, but really what this means is and the way, when I read it, in my opinion, Mark might think differently because he wrote the notes on this, which were great. 
But what I said to him when I when I first read these notes were um, this is to me almost creates a vision of if you were to start your business over knowing what you know now. Like if you were just brand new, fresh start, or if you go back in time and told your past self what to do after listening to this episode, you would have something to say to that person. You'd have something to say to your past self as far as what's good, what's bad, um, who you should talk to, things like that. And, um, and that lets you create a vision for what you want the future of your business to be because um, your past self that you could have talked to is also just yourself right now. You can talk to yourself right now who will eventually be your past self, right? I don't know. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing I can figure out. Yeah, okay. You know, when, we're, when we're talking about this and, you know, we talk about knowing your numbers and examining your business and what's working, what's not constantly. Um, you brought up the Eat the Frog episode um, that mm-hmm. we just finished recently, which was good and talked about that same kind of stuff. But if you are, if you're thinking about this the way that Mark just described, like if you had, could have that conversation with yourself, I mean, imagine if you were in that first holiday season or that first busy season or the first really dead season and you got, and you had taken notes three years ago or five years ago on, on the stuff that we're going to talk about on like, what do you really enjoy doing? Um, you know, what's the most profitable? Who are your favorite customers? Because right now what might be happening is you are cussing because you left custom Christmas stockings on your website again. And you're overflowing with orders and you really don't like to do them. They take a long time. Um, no one's happy with them. It's, it's bad. Or maybe you just got another big annual order from a customer that you don't make any money off of. So if you would have just been taking notes, you know, if you would have been doing this last year, um, what we're going to describe, then then this would have been a better year. So as you look ahead, whether it's to 2021 or beyond, you know, what we're going to talk about is to record and remember and kind of take in what is going on in your business right now. Mm-hmm. So you can make those make better decisions in the future. Yeah, I, I, I think that's it's really, um, I consider this to be uh, um, a little bit of a self-check and then motivational type of a process. Because um, like you said, you there are potential products you don't like doing. And this is a theme that we've discussed a lot. And the reason why this comes up a lot is because we see this all the time with people, um, with our customers, with um, uh, uh, people that we talk to online, you know, all the time they, they have so many things that are wrong with their business that they don't change or they wish they would have changed. So, so, you know, you mentioned about a couple examples of having products and things like that you don't like or customers. So I think we, it's, we could probably break this down. You broke it down into a few questions or a few categories. And I think we could just go through these and talk about them. And um, what I would say is you could do it well, you can pause this episode and do it while we're doing it if you want to, or, ju- or just make a list, but you should start writing some things down and answering some of these questions yourself. Because although we're talking about this episode right now, because it's a great time to um, do it being November, right? You might be busy. So you got a couple months till next year starts. If we're talking about listening to it, you know, uh, uh, right away. 
and uh, starting to make some notes on this stuff now will in January will help you to make a good decision when you want to change. Yeah. Do something and, next year. and I just want to point out before we get to number one here that if you are particularly busy right now, this is exactly when we want you to start this yeah. process. And it's because, you know, next month or the month after, after you start counting your money and it was good, or you're just relieved not to be working 16 hours a day, you're going to be happy that it's over and maybe not identify all the pain points as when you went through it. Mm. You know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, like what they say about um, when a woman has a, has a baby, they immediately forget really how terrible it was. So they'll do it again. Because they, yeah, because they were because they were very happy in the end. So yeah, they, because they're because they're so happy and satisfied. So so what what we want to do is is we want you to like make notes during the birth. Okay. okay so so yeah. So you know like yeah. keep 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 track keep track of what you're feeling right now. We're going to start with um. Yeah, and, and, with- and just before we do it, real quick, just to um, I had a finishing thought on that was if you are catching up with this episode, say, and it's March of a random year then um, you, you should start doing this now too. This should be almost an ever going exercise because you're always going to want to change something. So um, this is a, is a relevant episode no matter when it is, but especially at the end of the year, this should be a fantastic November and December exercise to do. So get Agreed. up started. So, so the first thing to do is break out a notepad and write down this question um, and make sure that you come up with at least three answers. And that is what's wasting your time right now? So um, we, we talked about it already. Every, every year, you probably take orders for things that just take way too long to do. And if you look at just the order itself, it may look like it's profitable because you're doing these shirts um, and it, you know, you're making $15 an item. But still, it takes you, you know, 20 hours to do a 10-shirt order. You know, that's something that may be profitable, but it just takes way too long. Um, and that's, that's going to slow the rest of your business down. So what's wasting your time as far as products go? And the way you know, um, the way you know how to figure that out is you're going to look at how much you're charging for everything and kind of how long it feels like it takes. There's some stuff that is actually a little bit more involved, but it just seems to, it just seems to go really quickly. Like um, for me, it's writing an article. It may take me 90 minutes or two hours or something like that. But when I'm done, it really doesn't feel like it took any time at all because, because I kind of enjoy it. It's a, it's a great exercise for me. So that, that has an impact too on what's wasting your time um, and not. Yeah, and then there's the actual um, data of how long things actually do take for your business, even though you might like doing it. And then that's a decision point that, you, that you'll make. Um, so if uh, you do say you mentioned custom like Christmas stockings before, and and these things can go either way. I'm not saying um, we're not picking on one way or another, right? So Christmas stockings might be something that you do very quickly and very profitably. It might be something that takes a really long time to do and it appears to be profitable, but when you factor in your hourly rate, it's not. And Christmas stockings might be something that are not profitable, take a long time and are a waste of your time. You know, this, and and you can replace that with any item 
And it really depends on what equipment you have, how good you are at doing things. There's a million different factors. So it's, it's so dependent on you. There's not one product out there that is going to be one way or another, but you need to have some data on your orders too, which means you physically um, are noting down how long it took you to do something. So you have an order for 20 custom Christmas stockings for a business. You note your start time, you note your finish time. If you did other things during that, like maybe um, your embroidery machine was running, so you were doing invoicing. Okay, you need to pull some of that time out, right? Because yep. you were doing other tasks. So it's not just that the order took 10 hours. Well, it ran for 10 hours, but you were doing other things, things like that. Right. You need to just go through this and get data is the whole yep. point. So get data on all of it. And then in the end, um, you'll know, you'll realize how profitable it was per hour and, and for the entire order. Right. And then and, I and think it's true to combine it with if you liked doing it or not. Agreed. Too. It goes to, it goes to the, to know your numbers, but there's, there's kind of a quality of life measurement that you kick in there. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you might be willing, if you enjoy it, you might be willing to accept a little bit less profit. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of why the, this, the contemporaneous notes, you know, so if you're in the middle of a job right now while you're listening to the podcast, you know, are you, is it a good job? Are you enjoying that job? What's your profitability on it? How long is it taking you to do? What are the issues that have arisen from it? You know, what I'd like you to do is just like on that piece of paper is take, is pick three things. You know, maybe it's three jobs or three products, um, three technologies, like, you know, maybe it's just embroidery in general, or if it's just um, t-shirt transfers in general or DTG or screen printing, whatever it is. And the, the, the question is on purpose. What's wasting your time? Mm -hmm. Yes. Because and if you can identify more things that are wasting your time, it's going to be better next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And, and I like, I wait, so wasting your time can be um, financial wasting your time because you're doing things that are not making you as much money as you could. If the goal is more money, um, the wasting your time could also be, as you mentioned, quality of life. You're doing things that are making you unhappy, right? And and so you yeah. balance profitability and not, right? And, and I actually had a conversation with someone the other day, which reminded me of this. We said um, uh, something about like the, the people who work on oil rigs can make like ridiculous money, like like quarter million dollars, yeah. a week, you yeah. know, for some of these jobs. And it's like, well, God, that sounds like that sounds nice. Quarter million dollars a year is a good amount of money for, for, yeah. for most people out there. Oh, wait a minute. I'm, I'm turning like a 300 pound wrench while something's on fire next to me. <laughs> and I'm in the middle of the ocean and I won't see any of my friends or family for six months. You know, mm, um, maybe not. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, and, and that's an extreme that's example. example, but it is, but it's true. I why mean, I was thinking we, like, you know, maybe you don't want to do holiday runners, but I get like oil rig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's an extreme example, but I think if you think about it in that extreme, then you begin to understand why you didn't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to do that. That sounds yeah. terrible to me. Um, but also when you start shrinking that down, if, um, if doing say the stock, just the stockings as an example, if it's something you really don't like, cause it's hard for you, just can't quite get there. And it makes you unhappy, even though you might make some money, is there something else you can do that can make you money that won't make you dread 
all those work days. So there's a quality yeah. of life and there's a quality of profitability and yeah. what's wasting time. And this is kind of the, the point behind making a list because you could look down at it and decide, well, you know, hey, this is really profitable, but I hate it. Mm-hmm. So this is not the time for you to decide what to do about it. Yeah. This is just the time for you to record it because it may be yeah. that, um, you know, uh, we get people that buy a piece of equipment from us and hate it. Right. And they hate it. They hate embroidery. They hate digital heat effects. They hate doing DTG. They hate doing bling. And 99% of the time it's they hate it because they're not good at it. Um, they didn't, they didn't learn it well or they're not using it for the right application. So if you go down and you realize that it isn't um, table runners that I hate, it's using um, embroidery machines. You know, you know, then you've got, then you, you know, eventually you'll use that information to make a choice to either outsource the item, outsource the product, or you'll say, the reason that I hate this is because I just really suck at it. And if I got better, I bet I'd like it more. So maybe the result will be farming it out. Maybe it'll be um, not doing that product at all, or maybe it'll be just getting better at it and making, you know, um, bringing up your skill level. But either way, it starts with just writing down what you think is wasting your time. Yeah, yeah, and, and I I just like recording and writing things down um, for a couple of reasons. I'm shaking now because it's windy. You can see my hair going crazy. I don't know what's happening. So forgive but um i like the idea of writing things down for two reasons i don't do it enough yeah and and almost nobody does it enough but recording things makes a real big difference on everything and um yeah you see this wind here i'm gonna hold my laptop here all of a sudden it just started happening so anyway um but recording things your memory will never serve you perfectly on anything like you mentioned the childbirth example which was um a fascinating one it's odd yeah (laughs) so far it's been oil rigs and 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 childbirth but um this is actually it's just true in general um you consider you know how was um how was a party it was great but you actually weren't happy most of the time it was just you were really happy the last 20 minutes when it was um when your best friend came by and then brought the tequila shots and now all of a sudden the party was great. Or if you had been recording the whole party the whole time, you were like, I shouldn't have gone. I should just ask my friend to go hang out on between the two of us on our own, you know? There you so go. it is important to record things with your business a lot and more often than you probably do. And this can be um, how much time you're doing, how profitable things are, how do you feel during this? Um, and then giving yourself a good rating of what it, whether it was worth it or not. Yeah, so we talked like about that. wasting your time. Um, what's the next one we've got here? The next one is is kind of we've we we've touched on all these things already. But what do you love making right now? Okay. Like what what gives you joy? I mean, if you are super into holiday decorations and you are pumping out Christmas ornaments with digital heat FX, and if it was Christmas all year, mm. this would be the only thing that you did. Yeah. Right. So I I think it's like when you go in in the morning. You know, what's the first thing that you jump, you're jumping at to get into, you know, and I think those, those things are important to note and to write down as well, because, you know, it may be that um, you do this every year, but you forget how much you love it, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and maybe you, this year you write down the Christmas ornaments 
And by next year comes around, you know, you forget how much you really enjoyed that and what a, um, how much it added to your excitement about doing business. So you don't promote it like you did last year. Yeah. Right. It, so on the positive side, you know, you've got to make sure that you are keeping track of what you, of what you love doing. Yeah. And it gives it, this is a quality of business type of, uh, a quality of life type of decision. But if you know the thing, if you look at all the business you do, say, if we're looking specifically now during the holidays and you record everything that you liked doing and did not like doing, when you find the things you love making, then you're talking about next summer, you're going to make some marketing decisions to help promote these things or start promoting them earlier. Yeah. Because um, if you, there's a reason why on November, on October 31st, Walmart was already switching over to Christmas decorations, right? They were, I, I went there that day. It was October 31st, probably um, around 6 p.m., 5 p.m., maybe 5 p.m. And, um, and they were, uh, they're already starting to make the switch. Why? Because they, some people are going to make the decision to buy some of those Christmas things the next day. Yeah. Because they do. So if you are still, if you aren't in a mode to prepare to start marketing, those say Christmas ornaments during October to be ready to go on November 1st, possibly, then if you're not starting it till November 1st, you love doing it. You're spending two weeks prepping up. Yeah. So you love to do it. You start to prep earlier. You increase the budget you, you spend on doing it. You um, do more videos, write more articles, spend more money in ads. I don't know what you're doing. Um, Build more relationships with the local vendors that would sell it for you, you know, things like that. So what do you love to do? And then um, figure out a way that you can do more of that because you probably can, you're probably not at the max crux of the most you could ever do. None of us are doing the most we can of anything. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's Um, a, there's a Christmas store in Clearwater, Florida. That's open 365 days a year. It's a mystery. No, it's for guys like you, Mark. Yeah, (laughs) but I'm sure they're not as profitable all 365 days of the year, but they love doing it and they figured out a way to do it all the time. There you go. Which is great. So, so the, the point of this, of this is to do the exercise of recording what you love making right now. Mm -hmm. And again, you're not going to do anything about it. None of this is particularly helpful for the next couple of months. You know, yeah. except in planning what's going to happen next year or eventually. Yeah, I love it. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do anything about it now necessarily. You know, um, the goal is not, I got to switch all my marketing because I love doing this. No, just keep the course. Don't go crazy. Yeah. If yeah, you yeah, can yeah. make a little change, sure. You know, I mean, sure. But but that's not the goal. Yeah, right? the point is we're, we're, you know, normally we're giving you these exercises that we, you know, that are long and we want you to do and make fundamental changes and, you know, things like that. Right now, we're just telling you to, to write, write this stuff down. Yeah, yeah. Don't just, feel like you need to take any action. You'll do that later. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to, to not want to change something right away. So um, now I had it reversed in the notes, but unless, I, unless I, lost, I got lost somewhere, we didn't talk about customers yet, right? No, and, and okay. that's, that's definitely, definitely a thing. You want to okay. start that? Yeah, let's, let's jump into that. So tell, tell me about it. So um, the next question that I want you to answer on paper and not show anybody is um, what customers are just not worth it. I mean, you know, everyone has, if you have sold anything ever, or if you've mm-hmm. been in business ever, you've got customers that are problems. 
Yeah. That, that they're, they're just not worth it and they're not worth it. Um, maybe it's financially, maybe it's just personally, mm-hmm. or maybe it's, it's professionally or, or, you know, um, it involves your reputation or something else, but it's really easy to tell who your best and worst customers are. Yeah. As I talk about this, probably two or three names popped up already. Yeah, I got one. Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, wait, not me? I mean, none of you. Oh. None of you out there listening <laughs> are going to qualify there. But, but you know what I mean. So, you know, yeah, if you no, look around true. at the orders that you're doing, and there's this one order that you get every year, and it's big, but they, mm. they always complain. You're dreading the phone call. You really just wish they would order from somebody else, but you don't want to turn down the money. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to you need to make a list of which of your customers really um, aren't worth doing business with in some way. Yeah. So how do you know, right? You um, I, emotionally, when the, if you see them calling, you it, you make a noise. Yeah. Internally or externally. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Yeah, something. Uh, like okay, so if you're dreading their phone call, they should go on the list. Now, it doesn't mean that they're you need to kick them out. Sometimes you can change. Sometimes they're not that bad, and sometimes it's you. But right. but you, um, they they at least deserve to be on the list to be evaluated. Yeah, and I, I'll say like this is you know again this is an ideal time. Your busiest time is an ideal time to do this mm-hmm. because this is when you don't have time to deal with issues. Yeah. You know, this is when you, you might be so busy that a delivery might be a little late or you might miss a phone call, you know, um, you know, or even if everything is perfectly there, you know, maybe they beat you up on the price every single year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah, they, another thing you mentioned too on that is, um, you know, the, yeah, the price, the price actually, it shifted gears in my head when you said that word, but um, yeah, that's true as well. You know, that, that you have this customer that um, just, if you just start doing the math and start paying attention to it every year, you're doing business with them and you're not making a dime. Yeah. You're not making it a happens dime. happens a lot. That happens yeah, a lot. And, and, yeah. And it's, and you know, there is a lifetime value that we talk about and knowing your numbers. And there's plenty of reasons to have lost leaders and, you know, all these things. So we can get really complicated on this stuff. They, okay, they refer me 100 customers a year. Well, I guess I'll do work for free for them. It's marketing. Yeah. Money. <laughs> um, but they're beating me up all the time on price. I don't make any money. And I dread when they call. And then the next note that you put is that, you know, they're going to complain. Right. That, that's, that's like my favorite one because... I have worked, uh, I've sold tons of things over the years, ever since I was a teenager. And I was, I was a server as a teenager in um, a diner. And um, I worked, I couldn't serve alcohol because I wasn't old enough. So the owner just had me working breakfast shifts. So I worked Saturday and Sunday breakfast. And there was numerous groups of people. I can almost still remember their faces from many years ago that they'd come in at um, Sunday morning I just knew they were going to complain every time I saw them. I would hope they would not sit in my section because yeah. I knew they were going to complain and they, uh, they weren't profitable to me because they didn't tip. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, but they, but if you know, they're going to complain, they deserve to be on the list to be evaluated. So, so, but there, but there is kind of another category of customer that, um, that may not be worth it, but you really like, 
Mm, okay. So it may be that during the busiest time of year, you've got um, a friend or two that makes big orders mm-hmm. or your church or a charity that you do business with. I'm glad you're saying that you that don't. your kid goes sure. to. <laughs> Is that terrible? That's terrible. You know, but so, but really that, that you should make some kind of an objective measurement where if every job that you're working on right now is, is worth it, if every customer is worth dealing with. Mm-hmm. Some of them, it's because you don't like them and they complain, but yeah. some of them may be just because you've bent so far over backwards that your back is just about to break. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you are really busy right now and then somebody that you just are doing favors for wants a hundred shirts, you know, I mean, you, You've got to be prepared to make a decision. So I at least want you to write that down. Yes, write it down because decision might be, um, of course I'm going to do it. And like you mentioned, like the church example, like, you know, the, the, the pastor calls you up and says, Hey, could we do a hundred shirts for this singing event? You know, the kids choir is going to go sing for the old folks home. Yep. You know, it's free. You're not going to make any money, but you want to do it. Because you know it's good, it's going to make a lot of people happy, and it's going to make you happy, yeah. um, and it's a good thing to do. So you do it. So that's okay, right? Yeah. Um, but I do but, think that it's important to write that down, as because you do have to evaluate that decision on everything. So that's a really obvious e- example. If no, you go, but, to but church, I'll give you a good. And again, we don't want you to make yeah. any plans. Yeah. But um, in that, that's a great example because it's something that you want to do and you feel like you should do. You know, which is great, but maybe if you had that written down, you could call the pastor in September, ask him yeah. if he's going to do that. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to be too busy in November to, to print those shirts. I'm ju- I just am. Yeah. So how many people, how many shirts do you think you're going to need? And let's print them now. Yeah, that's I'm glad you said that because my I had a trail a trail that was going there eventually in my mind was that you prep for it just like you prepped for that you like doing the Christmas ornaments so you decided to start kind of gearing up marketing sooner yeah. this is also reaching out to these people that you want to do it for and then that comes what I think comes to as a really hard decision because you can't let these charitable things let you go out of business which is hard because you really want to do it. You want to help the kids, right? But if it's going to stop you from doing some orders that are really going to help you uh, pay some bills uh, for your business or or whatever it might be, um, then you have to make a choice. And a friend of mine, many years ago, um, he had a t-shirt printing business and he was doing a, a lot of stuff for retail stores. And the holidays, and this is actually interesting that this came up um, because I just remembered it. He was doing stuff for holiday stores. So during the Christmas season, he would get a lot of these orders for all the silly holiday shirts you see. Just a Christmas tree and a little slogan. And he was just busy and he would fulfill a lot of little boutique stores. And a charity asked him if he could make 200 shirts. And he was way behind on orders already with agreements that he had that was essential to his business because every year, he made like 25% of his money in six weeks, almost fulfilling orders, working 16 hours a day. And a charity asked him to do it. And he said, no. And they bashed him on social media, which sounds like a terrible thing for a charity to do. Right. But they bashed him on social media. They, um, 
they were trying to like, they were emailing some of his customers saying that he wouldn't do it. And he had to go on the defense saying like, listen, they asked me to do something last minute when my, I couldn't even fulfill stuff for my customers yet. I'm, I'm waking up at 6 a.m. going to bed at, at, at two in the morning, sleeping four yeah, hours yeah. a night for a week just to keep up. And, um, and, uh, but it was a decision he had to make and, you know, and, and it, he didn't want to say no, but he, but knew he had to, but he you had know, to. It goes to the same, you know, and once again, I want to stress, we're not asking you to think of potential solutions now or make decisions, mm -hmm. but you're going to write these things down of what customers are actually not worth it. Um, it goes also to our conversations that we have with people all the time who, you know, they talk to us about their business and how they can be more successful and how, you know, how can they, how can they do better or they're losing money and they're not going to make it. And the first thing that we looked at is how much they're selling the shirts for, mm -hmm. you know, like what's your price? So, oh, it's $12. So, well, I mean, if you sell a hundred shirts a week and you charge three more dollars, you know, you might make an extra 300 bucks a week. And uh, you know, the first response is usually I could never charge that much or people in my town can't afford that extra $3. So, so set all that aside is what I'm asking you to do. Mm -hmm. And really look at the numbers um, and decide um, which customers. It could be all of my local customers. <laughs> it could be all of the people that, that order online. It could yeah. be um, these two big companies that just, they, I want to bid. I wish I'd never won. Mm. You know, I mean, or it could be these people are just jerks. Yeah. They're never happy. So um, you don't have to do business with them. You don't have to decide now, but the best time to do that is while you're doing the orders and while you're talking to them on the phone. Like you could have a list. I'm yeah. never doing business with this guy again. <laughs> yeah, or at least or at least evaluating it. And yeah. one of my really one of my best friends, he um in his business, he had a a really large client. I mean, it was like 80% of his business was this client. And it was one of this classic. Every time the phone rang and he saw it was this guy, there was a noise. Yeah. Um Every time he had to have a meeting, he knew they were going to complain. It was just, he just knew it, but it was 80% of his business. So he said, God, I just, I, I, I can't not have them as a customer. Yeah. Well, if we, this was like almost 10 years ago, he's still in business. Him and his partner are doing really well. He just bought, he just bought a new house. I mean, he's not he's, a mansion and not a mansion, but he bought a new house. So he's yeah. doing fine. And they fired that customer probably seven years ago. And they, they were really concerned about everything and what it would be and what would happen, but they made it work. You know, they said, Hey, we have a couple of employees. We don't want to fire. If you want to hire them, you can. And they said, yeah, we'll take them. We'll, we'll, we'll do this in house somehow. So two employees went over there. So nobody got fired. They yep. left. And they got rid of all of that stress and they were able to focus a little bit of time. And it ended up that right away, he, he said right away, they realized when they started doing all the books and all the numbers and all this stuff that they almost didn't make less money. Okay. They almost didn't make right, less right, right. because they transferred out to employees. So that was, that was a chunk of it. And he said that he's like, really, when it came down to profitability, he said, um, between me and my partner and the business as a whole, um, it was thousands, if not hundreds of dollars a month that they lost in profit. Okay. 
for a, for um for a, a reasonable sized business. That's yeah. like almost nothing. He said we make FedEx mistakes. Some cost more. <laughs> cost more than yeah. this. So, so I think that when you write this down and you're doing your evaluation, you really need to to look at math. You need to know your numbers and all this stuff because that one customer driving you down could could really um, turn to be the one that finishes your business one day. Yep. And if you're in the mood, we're going to put a link. I've already put a link in the notes okay. to our, uh, you know, evaluating your customers. Yep. How much is a customer worth episode? Yeah, great. Um, great. So, okay. Uh, so next, next is um, right now, what are you doing that is making you the most profit? Right. So we've talked about um, writing down what customers are not worth it, mm -hmm. um, what you love making and what's wasting your time. Now we're going to focus completely on the money. Okay. And I want you to make a list of what is the most financially profitable um, thing that you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And it's really important now that you're busy, especially because those, those things are magnified. If one time of year you're used to getting an order from, for 10 um, digital heat effect shirts with just a left, left chest logo, and you're able to charge 25 bucks a piece for those. In, in your busy season, you're doing 100. That's super important. That can be the difference in your year. So, so what are you doing right now? What's the most profitable thing you're doing right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what, what's actually, this is one of those things where you'll be, not you will be, but a lot of you, people out there listening might be surprised on how many people don't know that they have right. no idea just literally no idea they can guess um but but there's so many businesses out there everywhere not just apparel I'm not picking on anybody particular it's just that's kind of one of those things in business where um i i still love and i may mentioned it loving uh kitchen nightmares oh yeah yeah, yeah, and I've watched all of them, and I'm actually going back and rewatching them from the beginning again. It's been a few years, but one of the things I noticed there is when they talk about money, you know, like these people have no clue what money they're making, what money they're losing, how much money they spent on things. Yeah, um, and if these dishes that they're selling are even profitable, and he's like, "Why do you have these lobster tails? We'll have to buy a hundred at a time." Well, you're not selling any of them. <laughs> yeah, but they're the expensive. You know, or they're an they got a good deal. Yeah. yeah, or they're an expensive item on the menu. People buy them. Well, you sold five, and you spent a thousand bucks on them. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not profitable. You know, here's a profitable dish that you can whip up real quick. This pasta dish, and uh, so it, it made me think about it. But you've got it. This is really part about this is knowing your numbers. And uh, to reiterate this again, Mark, you don't have to. Uh, this isn't a time to make a decision. It's a time to kind of start writing some things down and paying attention to your, to your orders right now yeah. because um, there's going to be a time where you can sit down and do your books and you can make a decision on that um, right. and, and, and actually do these numbers. Yeah. Um, uh, one example, like let, let's go through at least a couple of examples. Okay. So, so we can see what we're talking about. Let's say that this time of year in the fall, that you are starting to do a lot of custom sweaters. Maybe it's Christmas sweaters, mm -hmm. you know, so you're doing applique for Christmas sweaters and you're selling them for 25 bucks each. Okay. Um, and it takes you 90 minutes to do them. Okay. 
right? Because you have to do the original design, you have to sew it onto the sweater, there's an error rate, and it's a 20, 25 minute sell out every time. So let's say it takes you a long time. And while you're charging 25 bucks, if you say, okay, you know, um, I paid $12 total and I'm charging 25 bucks, so I'm making 100%, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. But when you look at the other things that you could be doing, like I could have done, um, I don't know, 20 left chest logos. Yeah. And made $10 a shirt. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? If you, if you break it down in the buy, buy the hour for the job, not for the individual item and include your time, you might come to different decisions than, you, than you've already been making. Yeah, because if you profited 12 bucks in an hour and a half, I mean, what, I mean, why don't you, what's that like nine bucks an hour? I don't know, seven bucks an hour or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not very good and you're not going to be happy with that in the long run, unless it's your hobby. If you're listening to yeah. this and this is your hobby, you, okay, you got some insight, but um, that was a hobby. That was for fun. Right. Um, we're talking about for business. So when it comes to for business, yeah, I mean, maybe um, if you're going to do those, they, these might be $60 sweaters now. Yeah. And if you say, oh, well, my customers won't pay that or they can't afford that or whatever it is. I mean, that's fine. But can you afford it? Can you afford to make um, seven bucks an hour? Um, because if you can't afford to do that, then nobody can afford it. And it's not a good thing. So what's So is there something alternative you could sell those folks? You know, maybe maybe you sell maybe you're buying uh, sweaters that are already decorated and you're just customizing them. Yep. Now you're just putting a name or a monogram on them or something like that. And now this, you, this 90 minute job is now a 15 minute job. Yeah. And now 15 minutes at a $12 profit. Okay. Not bad. You know, yeah. not bad. This, this is, this is now, this is going into good territory. Right. And, and, you know, specifically I wanted to focus on profit for this one because I also just want you to recognize that, you know, some of these labors of love that you've got, some mm -hmm. of the, these projects, you know, like let's say that you do two custom jackets for this family every year and they're jacket backs of someone's photo. Yeah. And that takes about four and a half hours to embroider <laughs> yeah. and it takes about eight hours to digitize. Mm -hmm. You're not making any money. Yeah. Um, but you truly love to do these things. That's okay. We're not making a judgment call for you. Yeah. We just, we just need you to recognize that, you know, yeah. that, you know, you're writing this stuff down. What makes the most profit for you? The most profitable may be the most boring, repetitive stuff that you do, but you need to write that down. So, you know, yeah, this, maybe, you know, maybe what, it, yeah, you made maybe you it is those one-off custom jackets or something. You know, I don't know. It's just an example. No, it's a great example. And the reason why you write it down, what, and you put in order, you take all the orders you've done, you could do it all year, but at least start, you know, maybe you just do for a couple months. If you're doing this every couple months, it's a great exercise. You take all your orders and you have them on a spreadsheet and you have some sort of profitability ranking on them. And you say, I'm, I am going to do these. I know I'm not going to make money on them, but I'm going to do them anyway. And then you can reevaluate that decision over time. Yeah, you just you just also have to make a make a decision that um, with your friends and your family and your spouses and your employees that you're not going to complain about how much money you make. Okay. Yeah. Or or how well the business is doing because you're making these decisions to do the charity job for less because yeah. you think you should. That's cool. 
to do these, you know, these, the less profitable jobs because of some other factor, that's absolutely okay. But if it's in conflict with your main goal of the business, which is to pay your mortgage, then, you know, you, you, you don't get to, you don't get to kvetch at the end of the month. You know, what else is true is that um, a lot of people complain how busy they might be this time of year, not yeah. happy that they're busy, complaining that they're busy, two different things. Okay. If you're complaining that you're busy and you have a list of things on your business and you look at the bottom and you've got a bunch of hours that are not profitable and you are complaining that you're busy, you should not be complaining that you're busy yeah. because those last three things, by the way, were not your business. You didn't make any money. Why are they part of your business? Right. They are things that you decided to do in your own time, basically, because you're not being paid to do it. Yeah, you're volunteering. You're volunteering. You're volunteering to do it. So don't complain how busy you are in over the past couple months and being upset about it if you are volunteering your own time that you you're you are saying you don't have right. to do something for free. So, so yeah, that's great. So the idea the idea here is look at what you're doing right now. Looking look at the things that you're making and the jobs that you're taking currently in your business. And just figure out which ones are the most profitable, which ones are the least profitable, and write down three of each. Mm -hmm. You've got six jobs right now. One is making you more money than the other, you know, whatever they are, and just write those down, not to do anything about them now necessarily, but you'll know what you need to change when you're ready to do your, your next month or your next planning. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, I think it's great. And so really what I'm seeing is overall in this episode, this exercise, and it's great for the end of the year, but you can do this often, a monthly or, or however, every quarter, but you start taking a lot of notes on different things, asking these questions, what customers are maybe not worth having? Um, what are things that are wasting my time? What are things yeah. that I love doing? What are the things that are the most profitable at least profitable. And this is part, in my opinion, this is part of an exercise that you write all these things down. Uh, you, you have a spreadsheet, you put them all in, and then you get to look at it from a bird's eye view now at all of it. Here's profit, here's fun, here's love, here's people I don't like. And you can start crossing and Xing things out. And then you get a, a overall top view of what my business would be if yeah. I change. I, I love that. That's great. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And then, so, so it, what I was thinking was you do this now and then January comes and you've been just slowly kind of just keep taking some notes. January comes and you say, what am I going to do for 2021? And then you can look down at all these papers, you spread them out or you look down at a spreadsheet on your computer, you spread it all out and then you start potentially crossing things out, changing things. And then eventually you can, you can come down and say, I've got a vision for 2021 now. Yeah. Compared to walking into 2021 and just having a feeling to do something and doing it. And then, uh, and it, you're pro nothing probably changed. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're, and we're, we're gonna, we're gonna help you with that for the rest of the yeah. year. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna um, continue to do some podcasts to help you plan out, you know, and help you maybe be more profitable have more fun, get closer to your dream business um, next year as the year ends. And I think this is a good unofficial start. Yeah. Okay. It's great. You know, this, because, because you're busy, we don't want you to think about that right now. We just want you to think about recording. Yeah. 
you know, in, in upcoming episodes, we'll ask you to stop whatever you're doing, pull the car over. Okay. <laughs> Pop open your laptop or open up your phone and let's make some changes. That's, okay. That's- so that's great. This is so, so this unofficial start, I think is a great finish to the podcast okay. um, for today. And um, the, the, the homework then the takeaway on this is really just what we just said. Just start taking some notes on questions like this. Think about the the four questions we asked. Just start taking some notes. If you just want to put them randomly into your phone in a note, an, uh, not in any order yet or anything, whatever you can do while you're busy. Because I know having a spreadsheet and organizing it and all that stuff takes time. So I don't. I really think it's important to do it even in any way you can. So personally, the way I might do it is if I'm really busy, like I've been busy the past couple months, um, would be to have on my phone, you know, um, my notepad and yep. have a note that says uh, work notes, right? Or whatever you want to call it. What was the name of this episode? What's happening now? Name it. What's happening now? And then anytime something that is one of these categories pops up, you just write it down real quick. So you just put maybe fire Johnson customer. Yeah. You know, or you put loved making stockings, you know, get a um, muzzle for, get a muzzle for Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's out there. (laughs) Something is out there. Here's, here's how I take mine out here. I just want to say this is, this is my ongoing note process here. Okay. Yeah. That's Um, great. You've got the video. Um, even I can't read it, but you know, I, (laughs) I encourage you to do um, to do just what Mark said and, um, you know, make notes as you go. Just make a conscious effort to do something right now um, to write down the three things in each one of those four categories. It's not going to take you long. Don't worry about plans. We'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. So um, once we're done with this episode, write one thing down in one place, whether it's on the, you have a notepad like Mark, you're going to carry around or you're going to do it on the notes of your phone, or you're going to have something on your laptop or whatever you do, write one thing down that was on this list that popped in your mind. The one customer, the one job, write one down. Now your list is started and you can make it grow over the next couple months. I like it. Um, okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. This has been Mark Stevenson and Mark Vila. You guys have a, uh, an amazing business. Thank you.